You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and this is our number, duh. There's uh, much to get to. I do want to keep going a little bit on this uh, university president's the uh, three Karens who uh, testified before Congress and exposed that uh, the biggest, uh, well, they, they basically exposed the uh, university system uh, at these schools and other big schools as nothing more than giant hedge funds. They don't really care about educating children. All they care about is hustling, hustling for money, getting money from, uh, you know, foreign countries, getting, uh, you know, you pin uh, 70 plus million dollars from China once the pin Biden Center was established, which is nothing but an empty, you know, empty uh, office. Uh, <laughs> and Joe Biden, of course, supposedly taught there. He taught there. Nobody ever had a, t- had, had a class at Joe Biden. And if they would, they would have dropped it before the, uh, the deadline to drop your classes. Remember, you used to do that. You'd be able to drop your classes it is uh, it is amazing uh the university of pennsylvania students uh, they are demanding some are demanding that uh, elizabeth mcgill resign after the unacceptable statements in the congressional hearing uh, you know it should be very easy if there are students who are calling for the genocide of jewish people publicly they have to be expelled right Right. What about if you said you wanted to kill all the black people? What about if you wanted to kill all the Asians? What about, well, at Harvard, you'd be fine. I kill all the Asians. We don't care. We're trying to keep them out anyway. But but it is it is it is remarkable. It is really, really remarkable. Uh, This is uh, Elise Stefanik talking about the the president of Harvard, president of Harvard. She's an intellectual. uh, She is Harvard President Claudine Gay. And uh, here she is being asked about uh, should, uh, you know, promotion of Jewish genocide not be allowed. At Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. No. Mm -mm. What's the context? Targeted as an individual. Targeted as at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? Yeah, they, they also do that to political enemies like uh, I don't Trump supporters, mega fascists, enemies of democracy, white supremacists. I will ask you one Weird. more time. Weird! Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses... Did you ever notice that the, the same modus operandi when it comes to questions and their responses, these women and every government bureaucrat now Alejandro Mayorkas, Chris Ray, answer questions in the same damned way. Except for Chris Ray says, oh, we can't comment because it's in a, currently under an investigation. We're, we're currently involved in the investigation. We're not doing the investigation, but we're saying we're involved in the, dist- in the, uh, in the uh, you know, investigation. Into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct, and we do take action. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. Wow. 
you know, you got to kind of wonder why these universities wouldn't just say that, you know, calling for genocide of the Jewish people is a bad thing. It makes you kind of wonder why they wouldn't uh, condemn that. Harvard receives funding from foreign entities and governments which support its Middle East Studies Department, Oh, correct? oh, wait a minute. Okay, I we get it. We receive funding from a variety of sources because we have alumni from all over the world. Mm-hmm. But that is correct, right? The Middle Eastern Studies Department? We receive funding from it's various sources. It's a yes sources. or no. Are you not aware where the Middle Eastern Studies Department receives funding? We receive funding from various sources. I am asking sources. you a yes or no question. You are under oath in front of the United States Congress. Wait, wait till you hear the amount of money she had no idea uh, that was coming in, which I think is bullcrap uh, because it's a lot of money. Listen to this. Congress, you were giving lip service provided your attorneys. It's a yes or no question. Harvard receives funding from foreign entities and governments which support its Middle Eastern Studies Department, correct? We have alumni all over the world, and we benefit so the from their correct. and their yes. philanthropy. Yes, the answer is correct. Wow. We receive support from and that's our alumni a, from all over the and world, support, from individuals. And what amount of support is that reported to the federal government? How much is that? I'd have to actually look at our filings. We don't know. You don't know? As yeah. the president of the university, you don't know? No clue. Not that particular number. It's $1.5 billion over the past three years. Wow, that's a lot of of money. I don't know if that is the correct number, but that's the number you've shared. Has Harvard reported all of the federal... Oh, my time. Yeah, $1.5 billion over three years, the Middle Eastern Studies, and uh, maybe that's the reason. I I don't know, maybe. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm just thinking it might might actually steer the conversation, kind of like... Chinese money does for the UPenn, University of Pennsylvania, and the uh, Penn-Biden Center. Barry Weiss uh, put together this about, and it's, it's, it's spot on. It's just absolutely uh, brilliant. Barry Weiss, uh, apparently uh, the name Weiss, probably Jewish. Last year, Harvard told students in a mandatory training session that using the wrong pronouns for a person constitutes abuse. Sizism and fat phobia, according to the session, are also attitudes that contribute to an environment that perpetuates violence. But when Harvard's president was asked by members of Congress this week in a hearing on campus anti-Semitism, if calling for the genocide of Jews constitutes bullying and harassment... If only those Jews were obese and trans. And here's what she said. (laughs) It can be, depending on the context. In 2018, the University of Pennsylvania barred law professor Amy Wax from teaching freshmen after she said black students rarely finish in the top half of their graduating class. In 2021, MIT canceled a major lecture about climate change by scientist Dorian Abbott because a group of graduate students disagreed with his belief that hiring should be based on a person's merit rather than their identity. If MIT won't tolerate unacceptable views, Surely the college's president would shut down chants of long live the Antifada on our campus. You would think. Right? But you've heard chants for Intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context. Oh, dear calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. That would be um, investigated as harassment, if pervasive and severe. But anti-Semitic speech on campus has already escalated into physical violence. Students at these campuses have been assaulted, targeted, and harassed. Safety first. But when it comes to the Jews, it all depends on the context. Yeah, and it sounds like it's all about the money. (laughs) That's kind of what it sounds like to me anyway.
Uh, oh, here is uh, Liz McGill. She's the uh, University of Pennsylvania. Who, wait, I mean, it is a giant. Uh, it's, a, it's a slush fund is what it is. It's not even a hedge fund. It's a slush fund, the University of Pennsylvania, uh, where they allow transgendered uh, men to uh, compete and destroy the dreams of uh, women who've spent their entire lives training uh, for the possibility of winning a, a swimming meet or even making it to the Olympics. Here is uh, Liz McGill with her non-apology to save her hide there was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution. Really? That's what you were thinking about? Which say that speech alone is not punishable. Yeah, it is. I was not focused on... But I should have been. If you walk up to somebody and say, scream in their face, I am going to kill you, that's not punishable. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. Which actually happened on October the 7th. So there you go. I'm I'm, I'm just about done. I'm just about done with this topic because, honestly, this this is a really good time for us to finally say no to higher education that does this uh you know a lot of things have been exposed in the last couple of years the deep state uh you know uh uh, biden corruption and, and and how liberal academia is not only failing our students by making them into essentially america hating family hating communists uh who have no chance of getting a decent job because they have such a terrible attitude and a worthless degree uh, and it's been exposed now, and it's and that's a really good thing because now parents can go. I don't need to have that expectation. My kid's going to come back a completely broken, worthless human being who hates everybody. I think that's really, really good, don't you? I think that's really, 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 really good. Here is a Jordan Peterson. He was talking with uh, Piers Morgan about it. Now Jordan Peterson used to teach at Harvard. Listen to this. You got to ask yourself: Is Harvard a university or a hedge fund? And as a massive endowment, it Slush seems fund. to me very often that the university is just a side show Slush for, fund, for yeah. the people who govern the Harvard, Harvard's economic affairs. And I worked at Harvard in the 90s. I was a professor there from 92 to 97. And I loved it. And it was one high-functioning institute at that yeah, time. Man, be, yeah. And I loved being there. The students were great. The professors were great. I yeah. really liked my colleagues. I still have colleagues there. And they've told me straight out that it's, they don't get to say what they think. The bureaucracy. You can't do that as a student either if you're a conservative. The has taken over the institution. The inmates run the asylum. The professors are terrified too. They, they can't say what they think anymore. And so when you let the second raiders and the pretenders in and, and you let them whine about victimization and oppression and you let them usurp the, the appropriate function of the university, you get exactly what you deserve. And that's exactly what happened at Harvard. And it's still happening. It's not improving. I can't really see how it will. I think that to flip the universities, you'd have to do to them what Musk did to Twitter, which is to fire 90% of the people who work there. Oh, oh, there is that. Yeah, you could uh, you could fire a bunch of people. How about that? Maybe that's why tenure exists, so you don't have to teach anything. You just sue at Penn University. The press thinks Hamas is her best friend. Why the hell is she in charge at Penn? 
she hates Israel, it is clear to see. The campus is worse than it's ever been, cause they got this woman a running pen. And Harvard and MIT, each time they asked her a simple question. Liz would just clam up once again And so like Harvard <laughs> They preach hate Pretty much Think of us is great Before it's too late We must get her Jim Gossett. There you go. This is a, a column by Judah Friedman. It says, I'm done feeling like a hostage in my own country. Uh, I had the honor of Friday to bear witness to the testimonies of family members of hostages who remain in the clutches of Hamas in Gaza. The Los Angeles event took place a few weeks ago after the screaming, uh, screaming of bearing witness, the thir 43 minutes of footage filmed mostly by those same barbarians that depict their evil and sickening detail. I, I think they should make every one of these uh, university presidents watching, watch this. And by the way, the president of Harvard was invited to watch it, and she refused. Did you know that? Yeah, they invited her to come and see it in Washington, D.C., and she refused. Uh, what civilized people would call unspeakable atrocities must be spoken about and the publicized and publicized far and wide. Hamas continues to hold 130 hostages, including eight Americans. You don't hear about that. They took babies, <laughs> among other things. <coughs> My emotions have whipsawed from rage and sadness to grief and fear. And finally, isolation, malaise and sadness. This is the, uh, the end of the column. I'll post this on social media. We've seen the face of evil. We've seen many of our countrymen remain silent in the face of it. But there is a great silent majority of Americans who reject the evil of Hamas and Jew hatred. The silent majority is not just left, right, or center. It's the majority. So let's stop being silent. Well, this is ground zero for saying we're done with this nonsense. How about that? Now, on the way, I got some uh, pretty interesting... Um, well, information about conservative media and uh, the conservative apartheid that I've been talking about. Yeah, conservative apartheid, state-sponsored. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Come on. By the way... Fox News ratings have fallen by 19% this year in primetime. Newsmax up 43%. You know why? Because our anchors don't change their stripes, and neither, neither does the network. I'll just mention that. Millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax. You should as well. That's why you need Newsmax Plus. Almost 200,000 Americans like you have signed up. 
and we just launched a month ago. It's fantastic, and you're going to get all sorts of digital content. You're going to get your favorite uh, anchors and commentators. You're going to get the archive of the Rob Carson's What in the World, which is uh, Newsmax's exclusive comedy show that's been on for about three years. It's, it's, it's getting better all the time, by the way. This weekend's episode is is off the hook, as Guy Fieri would say. Uh, just go to NewsmaxPlusPLUS.com if you would like to sign up for Newsmax Plus. And do that, okay, will you? I want you to listen to this. This is pretty interesting. By funding and promoting private disinformation, cops who targeted advertising revenue, State Department violated First Amendment, the Administrative Procedure Act, and its own statutory limits. Uh, the State Department is indirectly regulating the American media, a scheme that is unprecedented in history by funding, promoting, and or marketing private organizations that seek to starve conservative publishers of advertising revenue, according to a wide-ranging lawsuit filed yesterday. The Daily Wire and The Federalist allege that the, uh, the department, its global engagement center, and officials, including Secretary Anthony Blinken, have violated First Amendment speech and press freedoms far exceeding their statute authority and ignored regular procedure through their efforts with the Global Disinformation Index and NewsGuard. What they did, they uh, misappropriated and misdirected tools to be used uh, at home against domestic political opponents and members of the American press with viewpoints conflicting with federal officials. Disinformation. Remember that? Texas AG Ken Paxton, friend of the show who we hope to have on soon, is representing the state in the lawsuit, alleging the Fed's efforts to interfere with a currently suspended Texas uh, law, uh, now under review by the Supreme Court, blah, blah, blah. So the private entities themselves aren't defendants, though the left-leaning consortium News in October sued the Feds and NewsGuard, a rating system for news and information sites, on alleged allegations against uh, defamation. Now, uh, here, here's what happens, basically, is these organizations go after advertisers. And I told you, I told you this. And that's why I say it's a conservative apartheid. This happened a long. This started a long time ago. It's the first time the government has been exposed as organizations in the government literally being used to do this. Rush Limbaugh, you know, he'd have to get like Florida orange juice or Snapple. He'd never get. He could get uh, you know General Motors. There was always a conservative apartheid against advertisers and conservative media. That's why so many uh, conservative, you know, that's why you don't see uh, Procter & Gamble on Fox. That's why you don't see, you know, uh, Snuggle fabric sheets on uh, Newsmax because they are literally telling advertisers, if you advertise with Newsmax or one of these other agencies, we're going to screw you. That's what they do. That's what they're doing. It's illegal. That's why it's so hard to make money as a conservative publisher, because the government is working against us. So the Global Disinformation Index says one of its goals is to defund misinformation, uses it when it seriously calls a dynamic exclusion list to bleed news outlets deemed, quote, morally reprehensible or lacking, quote, redeeming social value. That sounds pretty, so -so that's pretty Soviet, doesn't it? of ad revenue. The company also drew up lists of least risky and riskiest news outlets. And guess who were on the, whisk, the, the uh, riskiest? Conservatives. Conservative. The oldest uh, in America, New York Post, which published a correct Hunter Biden laptop expose by Miranda Devine, was deemed riskiest by the Global Disinformation Index. And I told you this. I said if, if, the, if the deep state, the mainstream media, and big social media call what you believe, your opinion, disinformation, it means they know you know the truth. And now we know they were shutting down not only your speech, 
but cutting off the only means of revenue to hundreds of conservative publishers, and there's going to be hell to pay. I'm not talking about Joe Biden's hair. That's a hell to pay, but not hell to pay. All right, so coming up, uh, more on this and your phone calls. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. Coming up, special guest, Nan Hayworth. But first, Santa Carson has been doing some shopping for my little elves who work with my uh, my radio show and some of my uh, some of my rallies also. Yeah, been shopping on, uh, on OmahaSteaks.com because, you know, steak. And I'm from Omaha. And I've always loved Omaha Steaks and burgers. And I've been going crazy. We did uh, some fillets last weekend, medium rare Spread them out there, put a little horseradish whip on the side. Put up uh, Omaha steak burgers up against store bought burgers, and you might as well just fed the store bought burgers to the dog. And even even the, that would have been an insult to the dogs. <laughs> uh, you know, somebody on my list is getting a deluxe gift with free burgers, including uh, bacon wrap fillets, boneless chicken breasts, gourmet franks. I'm not going to say who's getting it, but somebody is. And right now, you could save uh, 50% site wide on Omaha steaks. And then when you do the checkout, just enter promo code CARSON, another 30 bucks off. Oh, yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Uh, the world's best beef naturally aged for the ultimate in tenderness, juiciness, and flavor this holiday season. Skip the guest work. Give the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks 50% off site-wide, plus an extra $30 off with promo code CARSON. Every steak and every entree, flash frozen, vacuum sealed, ready when you are, and delicious. I can attest to that 100% money back guarantee. So go to omahasteaks.com today to get ordering. And, and like well, I ordered yesterday, it's already on the way. It's, it's going to be delivered today to one of my, uh, my little elves there. It's not really my elf, but anyway. Uh, so go to omahasteaks.com. <laughs> Fifty percent off site wide, and uh, and of course thirty percent uh, additionally thirty dollars I should say at checkout when you use my name Carson minimum order may be required. The first female doctor to serve as a full member in Congress, a friend of this radio show. I had the opportunity to meet her last year, and I'm a big fan. Nan Hayworth joins us on the uh, on the Newsmax hotline. Nan, how are you today? 
Well, I am very well indeed honored to be with you, Rob. Huge fan, and of course, you had me again at Omaha Steaks. Oh my oh. Lord in heaven! Oh my Lord in heaven, man! I got to tell you, you know, I always say, I always say, God bless the dead cow. I know that it just yeah. it is. It's it gave its life so we can enjoy some glorious beef. And and you know what else indeed. I say, Dan? When, when you know when something is really good, like really good, like ex, ex, bigger than better than anything in the, I, I, I call it a gift from God. All right, so Absolutely. pizza. Pizza is a gift from God. New York pizza is a gift from God. And steak is a gift from God. It's just the way it is, man. So right. There you go. You know know it's good when the left wants to cancel it out. Boom. You are exactly right. You are exactly right. So, um... Let me let me ask you this: You got a uh, this this piece of the Washington Times about Americans paying too much for prescription drugs due to the lack of a free market, and and I can attest to this. Uh, you know, we've got this uh, massive skywriting prescription drugs. I read a headline this morning, Nan. U.S. drug shortages hit a record high, and lawmakers warn they could mean life or death for millions of patients. What the what? What's going on? What the heck is going on, Nan? Well, it's it's a confluence of of many. Uh, factors, uh, as you can imagine, Rob, but uh, one of them is that due to government action, due to government action, due to government interference in markets, uh, and to manipulation of uh, some provisions of the law that actually do make sense, like, you know, having patents on great inventions, Uh, but due to manipulation of the way uh, the, the, for example, the massive Medicare and Medicaid systems uh, pay for certain or reimburse for certain types of medications, the way that big health care, big pharma, and big insurers uh, have uh, superimposed middle, a middle layer that's actually unfortunately not as much beneficial as highly costly in a lot of cases, those uh, pharmacy benefit managers who make a lot of decisions that uh, unfortunately, uh, can have some adverse consequences, especially for, and this is the, this is part of the problem. Even though all Americans pay a higher price than they should uh, for our drugs and biologics in the larger picture, because we also subsidize, uh, interestingly enough, the rest of the world. Uh, but not just that, but folks who are in smaller plans, like union-funded plans or association health plans, things like that. The smaller players in a truly even playing field, in a truly fair marketplace, uh, nobody should have an unfair advantage. Uh, but the, those who are represented by smaller insurers can be faced with enormous prohibitive bills, like $100,000 a year, uh, for, uh, especially for biologics, cancer treatments, you know, some of the latest and greatest. Uh, and we can change that. Uh, and both sides of the aisle should be able to work together on that. Uh, but it does take, one, public awareness, and two, you know, all of us taking the time to even just make one call to our member of Congress or a couple of calls uh, and to our senators to say this is a crisis, this is a problem. And we know, Rob, just real fast, President Biden was just talking about this uh, and, of course, presenting uh, you know, the exact wrong solution, namely saying that the federal government should be able to stomp in and grab patents. I'm sure that will go well. Oh, yeah. The, the government will do it much better. Trust me. I went to the driver's license bureau this morning. No freaking way. 
uh, uh, no, 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 no. Um, you know, let me let me ask you because when you were in Congress, did you notice the pipeline between Big Pharma and Congress and vice versa from oh, yeah. Congress? I mean, was it as bad as it is now? Because it is. It, you, we saw in COVID what what it. I mean, it was worth hundreds of billions of dollars to pull. Yes. Did you notice that when you were in Congress? Uh, you know, I, I, what I did know, Rob, and you know, full disclosure, by the way, I'm, you know, I am, I am a fan of America's pharmaceutical industry fundamentally. I've, you know, been a doctor, I've been a patient, I've been the daughter of patients uh, whose lives have been quite literally saved by uh, our pharmaceutical industry. No question about it. And I worked with industry for a couple of years in my career. Uh, so I know that there are a lot of great people working their hearts out on great innovations to bring to the American public. Uh, but I also know that, yes, you know, I was certainly approached by lobbyists of all sorts and in all fields when I was in Congress, as, as you can imagine, Rob. So the key is, what do you do with what, you know, lobbyists may ask you to uh, support or endorse or introduce a piece of legislation about you know that's that's what matters. Uh, you know, someone like me. You know, even though I, I'm a doctor and I'd worked with pharma, and you know, there, there were some folks who thought, well, surely you'll understand why we need to have this sort of special treatment. And I'd say, well, you know what? It doesn't. I understand where you're coming from, but that doesn't really make sense in a marketplace. Uh, you know, and and it, it does take a certain amount of. of uh, you know, backbone on the part of our legislators. But the key thing, really, honestly, Rob, is transparency. Yeah. You know, when, when we can see what our legislators are doing, you know, and we do have obviously disclosures about, you know, who's giving contributions uh, to campaigns and, uh, you know, and what legislators uh, are doing and what they're introducing. Some of it's all legitimate. I was very pro-nuclear, uh, not because the nuclear industry supported me, but they did, uh, but because I believe in nuclear energy. Uh, yeah. But uh, but but in terms of this challenge that we have, it, it's it's developed insidiously, Rob. Because uh, you know we we didn't have for uh, you know a long long time up until about twenty years ago, we didn't have the kind of complex molecules that we do now. Biologics, like, and we I cite a specific example in my uh, piece in the Washington Times, Humira by by Advy, uh, a great great. Biologic. It has helped millions of people. Uh, it's it's a it's a miraculous thing. But the, the patent for Humira was conferred something like twenty years ago, and because of, of what they call a patent thicket, Humira's got Abby has very good lawyers, so they're able to do all kinds of uh, maneuvers to prohibit competition based on uh, protecting the patent in ways that aren't really legitimate. And folks like Avik Roy and Greg Gervan at Freeop, who have done amazing work, uh, uh, very uh, you know, insightful work, and they've gathered all the data, and folks like them, I, I cite their research all the time, uh, have pointed out that that's really not fair. Everybody deserves to have some years of benefit from their, from their patents, you know, you, you do get to recoup the very expensive cost of research and development. That is not inconsiderable. But you shouldn't have 20 years of market of exclusivity, uh, you know, and prohibiting uh, innovations 
to come to the marketplace because Americans and everybody suffer when that happens. And this well, you know, uh, uh, I've seen a lot of this, and I think the reason I want to maintain those patents is a they can make a bleep ton of money. Uh, you may recall during uh, there was a thing called COVID happened a couple of years ago. Nan, I don't know if you know about this, and uh, <laughs> and there were some. It, but you know, I know, I know. For a while, yeah, yeah. there were there were some uh, medicines that were used in every third world country to prevent ma- malaria, like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, and and they yeah. essentially were in medicines public domain, meaning they were like yeah. the happy bir- what happy birthday is to music. Uh, right. the, the ivermectin and and was and, and hydroxychloroquine were to meds, so. The big farmer wasn't gonna make any money on him. Do you think right. that's what the reason was? Um, you know, I can't say. It, given everything we've seen, like, and let's say before COVID, honestly, Rob, I would have said, "Golly, that just seems like going a little bit far." To uh, and, and, and you know, look, I'm an honest soul, so I I, you know, I hope to see the rest of the world as honest souls. Mm. <laughs> no, that's not always mm. the case. But that, works with that man, good luck with that. <laughs> I know, but I have worked with a lot of good folks in industry too. But but yeah. you know now knowing what we've known about the the manipulation of information uh, and, and the the active promotion uh, of uh, uh, unfortunately of certain interventions, no, most notably uh, COVID vaccinations by the federal government, uh, you know to the detriment of science real science, real data, uh, to the detriment of the clinical relationship that doctors should be respected for having with their patients. Uh, I cannot say uh, that, that a lot of this hasn't been manipulated. I cannot say uh, that there wasn't an element, uh, even if subliminal. Sometimes people are so deep into it that they don't even realize that part of their motivation is that, uh, you know what, uh, you know, we're not going to you know, we're not going to prosper uh, if people are taking generic drugs. Uh, so I can't say that's not a part of it. And unfortunately, that leads to a loss of faith. You're exactly right. Oh, yes. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, we, we supposedly Obamacare was going to fix everything, right? Because Obamacare was going to fix everything, and then, and then, and then. By the way, uh, you know it, what I'm noticing here is that government never fixes anything. They they had a, uh, they had an 800 billion, 787 billion dollars for green energy during Barack Obama's presidency. Nothing was done. He said that the projects weren't shovel ready. You've got uh, eight billion dollars being sent on charging stations. Three years ago, no charging stations have been built. Do you suppose that a lot of that is happening with Obamacare? It was just a big payoff to pharma, and they never fixed a dang thing. Well, it was a big payoff to. I mean, the big insurers made out like made out like bandits, and and yep. many Americans don't know this. I know you and your listeners do, but Obamacare has been funded. It basically, and what it comes down to is that uh, for for most normal people, insurance became a lot more expensive. Uh, private insurance, but there was a massive Medicaid expansion. By the way, roughly 20% of America remains uninsured. So the fundamental problem, as you said, Rob, Rob, was not fixed. But student loan rates, that was when the Democrats took over the student loan industry so that they could deliberately charge above market interest rates on student loans and use those profits on the backs of students. But, you know, cynically, we know they figured, well, we can bankrupt a generation, you know, boo-hoo. But guess what? Eventually we'll attach uh, folks who never went to college, uh, you know, America's hardworking taxpayers, to foot the difference. Oh, we'll never touch the education government complex, by the way, and make institutions accountable for that because they're our major donors.
Yes. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. It's insane and insane, and the government has no business. That the founders and framers in this country were so absolutely brilliant. They said the federal government has no role essentially in what we can do ourselves, or that we can do on the basis of our communities and our states. And well, among those is healthcare, uh, our healthcare and education. It is uh, it is remarkable the overreach of the federal money, the amount of graft and corruption in this federal government. I hope Terrible. that things turn around. Uh, one other question: You're an ophthalmologist. Um, yes. What can I do to get rid of these stupid reading glasses? Is there anything I can do as a 58 year old man to get rid of these stupid reading glasses? Because I'm really tired of wearing stupid reading glasses. I know, Rob. I think well, we talked about this when, when we saw you. When I saw you at Christmas, and, yes. And, and I got you beat by a few years. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, there, I, I don't recommend, let's put it this way, I don't recommend operating. You know how people will get an operation on uh, their corneas so that they don't need glasses to see distant things, especially nearsighted people or people with astigmatism. I really don't recommend procedures for uh, you know, reading needs, what we call presbyopia. Um, and that's really not the Biopian. Bifocal glasses can be helpful, but you know what else can be helpful? I know you don't like wearing glasses. Bifocal contacts. So, okay, my, I might do that. Yeah. Well, that's and, and by the way, you look fabulous. Uh, so I guess I'm a presbyopian. I could say that now. I'm a presbyopian. That's fantastic. Yes, <laughs> I am a presbyope as well. And, and and I hate to tell you, but presby means old, so it's old eyes. Oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. All right, well, listen, uh, Nan Hayward, thanks for joining me. Check out your piece in uh, Washington Times right now. America's pay too much for prescription drugs due to the lack of a free market. God bless you, Nan. Have a glorious Christmas and New Year. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Rob. It would be my privilege. Same to you and yours. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hayworth is awesome. Oh, crank this up. I like this. But the world does not revolve around you. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. It's Christmas. You know why I know this song? Because I got uh, Gen Z kids. And uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, of SpongeBob, actually. I really do. I like the show. And his uh, live-action Christmas is really good. It's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, everybody gets, uh, there's this fruitcake, and they eat the fruitcake, and it's called Jerktonium. It turns people into jerks. And that's why that Christmas song is, it, it's, it is goofy, funny, awesome. There's another one that I'm going to watch tonight. My son did not like the show, uh, the, the show last year. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm trying to remember uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and... Uh, and um, Spirited, Spirited, he is a 2022 uh, uh, musical put together with uh, with uh, not only Will Ferrell but Ryan Reynolds. I thought it was spectacular, and I'm planning on watching that maybe tonight. But I will tell you if you got Gen Z kids or maybe some of you uh, you uh, guys might even have a, a Gen Z grandkid. Uh, uh, the SpongeBob live action Christmas is really fun. It is, it is. It's goofy fun. I just I like SpongeBob. I've always loved the show. Always love the show. Oh, my goodness, it's Chris in Fort Worth. Chris, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Ho, ho, ho. How you doing, bro? My man, Rob, it's Catman Chris here in Fortress Fort Worth. I'm a Panther City Tiger. Hey, uh, the debates last night, you know, the four people on that stage. Um, you know, uh, 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 I like Ron DeSantis, Greg Governor. 
stay there, Ron. You promised your people you would stay, stay till 28, maybe reannounce. But sorry, Ron, you didn't win the debate. Uh, Trump won the debate. Nikki Haley, <laughs> I, I can't stand a woman. I mean, the more I get to know about her, uh, the more disgusting I get about her. Chris Christie, I've never liked. Oh, dear Lord. I, I, re, I still vividly remember Bridgegate. And the, and, and, the, the anti, and him on the beach with Barack Obama, I mean, God. Yeah. Now, Vivek, I like Vivek. I really do like that guy. But he's too new to the scene. And that scares me because, remember, nobody heard of uh, Barack Obama. Nobody ever heard yeah. of the guy. And yeah. suddenly he's the, 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 the candidate for the Democrats. And I knew the guy was a communist. I warned everybody. I, I voted for the lesser evil uh, Mc, uh, McCain. Then I voted for the lesser evil with with uh, Romney because I, I, I could not stand Obama. But yeah. I'm not saying Vivek is Obama, but he's just too neat. I think he has a great career going. That vibe, uh, Chris. He gives you he gives you that vibe. We'd have to wrap things up here, but but he gives you that vibe. Uh, I I said that DeSantis should have become uh, early on. He should have said that he'd be Trump's running mate. He could go to Trump University for four years and then run in 2028 and be assured of victory after four years of a successful presidency. That's what I said. But Chris, listen, I got to run, bro. Talk to you soon. Let's take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. We know you love Newsmax and watch it all the time. But just recently, Newsmax had to stop their free stream on apps. You may be missing Newsmax's best shows with Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly, and a lot more. So they launched Newsmax Plus, and more than 150,000 people have already signed up. Newsmax Plus lets you watch the Newsmax channel on your phone or home TV. And with Newsmax Plus, you get N2, their streaming channel. Plus documentaries, movies, specials, and more. Newsmax Plus just launched actor John Voight's new series on Israel. And Newsmax Plus even has the best Donald Trump shows ever. So get Newsmax Plus today. It won't cost you anything to start. Just go to NewsmaxPlus.com for your free trial. There's no risk. So go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Millions are switching to Newsmax. Try it for free today. This is the Rob Carson Show. Final hour of the Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. If you want to hear the first two hours and this hour, uh, just wait for the podcast to be uh, put up on our digital platforms. We do it every day. My buddy Ken, Redneck MacGyver, he does it every day. He trims it up, makes it uh, tight and right, and puts it up in two segments on uh, on the interweb every afternoon. So all you got to do is go to Newsmax.com slash listen if you want to listen to the podcast. So there you go. Uh, we got a lot of stuff. Oh, I didn't mention that. Uh, well, I should mention today is uh, December the 7th. Today is the anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. And, uh, you know, I don't think I need to really comment on it. I, I will tell you that uh, I remember when I was in eighth grade, um, my English teacher, Mr. Valentine, uh, I had a habit of bugging the adults in my life because I was curious. And I was that, you know, that obnoxious kid that the teacher would be like, you know, why don't you go sit down? I mean, I didn't, why do you? Uh, I'm like, I was curious. And, and after questioning him, I, you know, I don't know, maybe I saw something on the wall, maybe I whatever. I said, oh, well, you, you were a military guy. You were, were you in World War II? 
Yeah. Well, where were you? And he told me that he was uh, he was at Pearl Harbor. Mr. Ballantyne, uh, Tri Center Middle School, Tri Center Middle School, uh, and uh, and he and he told me that I have a you know obviously Greatest Generation. I have a soft spot for the Greatest Generation, as do you, because they're heroes. And also, my father was a uh, World War II veteran. He was um, he guarded the pana- uh, the canal. He was a, an anti aircraft gunner during World War II, and and many used to show me these pictures. In Panama, they literally would have to wade around, uh, wade around because of the monsoon season. You'd literally, you'd be in knee-deep water, and then you'd lay in your cot above the knee-deep water. That's that's the kind of uh, crap you had to live through. But uh, today is December the 7th, and uh, God bless uh, our, our World War II veterans. I've had the chance to know many of them. I've been very, very blessed. My Uncle uh, Don, no, my Uncle... Uh, Lloyd was in Berlin at the end of the war, and he found his wife there, Margaret. They got married. She was German. My uh, Uncle Gail was on a battleship in the South Pacific, and uh, so it's it's near and dear to me. And um, if you ever get a chance to see the World War II uh, uh, memorial in Washington, D.C., uh, it really, I may, kind of begins to put the size and scope of the uh, World War II into perspective. It is uh, a remarkable place to go. So, December the 7th. Also, by the way, tonight, uh, Hanukkah. Hanukkah starts tonight uh, at uh, sundown. So, there you go. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Maybe I'll play our new Hanukkah song in a bit. How's that sound? Would that be, you go, come on, kids, what do you think? Uncle Rob, I'm going to play the Hanukkah song for you. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Now that you put it that way, no, I don't think we want to listen to it. I'm kidding. Um, oh, this is kind of interesting. A Jewish woman goes into a, uh, a coffee shop in Oakland, California, and notices that there's a lot of uh, anti-Semitic, pro-Hamas kind of crap on the walls, and she makes comment of it, and some of the uh, leftist employees overhear her, and she goes to go to the bathroom, and they refuse to allow the Jew to go to the bathroom. I- I'm not kidding. I-, I wish I were. Listen to this. Currently, this is a private property. I, I want to go into the restroom. Yeah. I do need you to leave. I know Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own, but we got to head. I know that Israel has a habit of taking private property and, 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 and their own, and so you can't use a bathroom anymore. That's a snarky little Gen Z leftist. You're not going bathroom. We've given you all your food. I want to go into the restroom. All your food. I want to go into the restroom. Sure, sure, sure. Also, currently, I was patron here, and I have a right to go into the restroom. And we have a right to go into Yeah, but I need to go into the restroom. I'm asking you to leave. No, you need to let me go into the restroom. I don't. I'm a patron here, and I need to go to the restroom. I'm kindly asking you to leave. No, I will not be going to leave. I'm kindly asking you to leave. Okay? Do you suppose when uh, Adolf Hitler was, um, and I mean this very seriously. Do you suppose if Adolf, when Adolf Hitler was was uh, trying to get as many young people to sign up uh, for the military toward the end of the war, that he was completely honest with the young people, or did he dupe them? Well, of course he did. He duped the entire population of Germany into believing that uh, the Jews were the roots of all their problems. And here we go again. Here we go again. But you know what? Um, this time. We're going to give it a beat down on our shores. We're going to give it a a beat down, big time. A a beat down has to happen. If you encounter any of this nonsense, if you if you see any Jewish person being harassed or insulted or whatever, you do what you can to stop that.
Now, I don't want to put you at risk, certainly. I would uh, recommend that you uh, you have others around you, or you just be a real badass yourself. But honestly, enough is enough with this nonsense, with these idiotic children who don't know what the hell they're talking about, have never studied history, and their entire political phil- philosophy is based on what they learned in college, and it fits on a bumper sticker. How about that? I think that would be great. Let's go to uh, Dan in Parkville. Hello there, Dan. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, bro? Well, um, I heard you talking about it being December 7th, and that's a big day to me because my mother, grandmother, and grandfather were there when it was bombed. Uh, uh, my, My mother always remembered going out for pie and ice cream. Pie a la mode, she would always say. First time she'd ever had it in Honolulu on Friday night before it was bombed. People knew there was a war coming. And it's a long, long tale of, I I got all the details because I called my mom every 7th, every December 7th. And I would always remember it with her. And she would tell the story. And a couple of times I related it to my wife over the phone and all that. Anyhow, it's a long, interesting story. But that's not really why I'm calling. Okay. I've heard our our illustrious leaders in the House and the Senate claiming that January the 6th was like as bad as Pearl Harbor. And if it is that, it's because the the the, the the government took the place of the Japanese and assaulted the American nation. I don't know if if, if I made that clear what I'm trying to say. No, I I think that uh, to anybody who have it is so profoundly insulting that Democrats would uh, would equate uh, December seventh or September the eleventh to January the sixth, especially now that we've seen the video where there was no violence, there was no damage to the interior of the Capitol. We also know uh, some more facts about that. So it is it is a profound insult to the memory of those who died at Pearl Harbor in nine eleven. And I always say, really, on uh, January the sixth. Where were the ships that were sunk, and uh, where were the people jumping from the burning capital to their deaths? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Ridiculous, Dan. It's absolutely ridiculous and always has been. And we need to make sure to remember these holidays so idiot Democrats uh, will, you know, they will do their level best to make their uh, their, uh, constituents forget about it, but we won't forget. It is just, uh, anyhow, thank you for letting me get out there. There is a a little shout-out I'd like to give to the Jacobson family. Okay. Dave Jacobson was killed at Hickam Field. He was setting up a machine gun. They were Jews from New York, and Mrs. Jacobson and her two kids, one of them named Joe Bill, took my mother and my grandmother into the mountains of Honolulu when the bombing started because they were afraid an invasion was next. They were out there until nightfall when the military came out and brought everybody back in. But there's a Jacobson family out there. They're of Jewish descent from New York. That's all I know about them. And the one boy's name was Joe Bill. All right, brother, I appreciate it. Or can pass it on. Respect from the Stanland slash Chris family to them, and thank you for their help. Okay. All right, Dan, have a glorious day, bro. I appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Ranger. Hey, we got Ranger on the phone. Ranger in Falston. I love that name. What's going on, Ranger? 
Rob, what's up? None. All right, so here's the deal. Um, my dad was uh, 1st Marine Division, 5th Weapons Company, uh, operated a 30 and a 50, and uh, he was in Guadalcanal, and he also did five other uh, five other campaigns over there. So they pulled, they pulled him out because he had too much combat time in at that point. So isn't it hard for us as the uh, sons of these men uh, to deny everything that we were taught by these these men? It, it's uh, it, it's not something that you can really uh, shake off and, uh, and and just say, well, that was no big deal. Uh, it, it, the more you know about World War II, uh, the more you realize how close that we are getting ourselves into it. But yes, sir, you are exactly thing, right. You are exactly right. To, the other thing I wanted to say was that it's ironic how these students and uh, uh, various people are uh, protesting in the name of uh, uh, Palestine um, and for the deans of the colleges to say this is not in our uh, in our uh, charter uh, for our schools and uh, it's ironic because uh, then you ask yourself well, what are your professors and teachers teaching them so how can you have a policy if we don't tolerate this when it's coming out of your your school well, here's uh, the Ranger. The deal is um, uh, the American people are becoming very aware of this. Uh, a lot of Jewish alumni are canceling their uh, endowments to uh, major universities, and now we need to say we're not going to send our kids there anymore. That's uh, that's what's got to happen. And I got to tell you also, I have no patience anymore for these buffoons. I have no patience for them at all. If I you bring that you bring that to my hood, you bring your pro Hamas bullcrap to Johnson County, Kansas, and we'll see how far you get i will guarantee you're going to get chased the hell out they get away with it in liberal bastions like new york city and on the university of pennsylvania but they're a bunch of cowards just like black lives matter and antifa they never brought their stuff to des moines they never brought their stuff to dubuque they never brought their stuff to fargo because they know they'd get a beat down <sighs> there you go. I feel and better, wearing, Roger. And wearing, <laughs> wearing masks at the same time that they do. Yeah, little cowards. Oh, That's yeah. what I'd say first and foremost. Take their little mask off. You yeah. Just If they're wearing a mask, grab their little mask off their face. It's just right there over the ears. Just grab the little mask off their face. See if you get charged with assault. You might. I doubt it. But you well, know what? Enough is enough is enough. Yeah, exactly. Grab their little mask and run off. Grab their little mask and run off. Yeah, I'm sick of this crap. <laughs> Thanks for the call, bro. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Uh, you know what? We've got Rabbi Mitch in Baltimore. I don't want to go there yet. I don't want to go to Rabbi Mitch because I don't want to slight Rabbi Mitch because we're going to have him after the break. That's cool. But I do want to play this for him because I think we need to hear it. For those who are afraid to put your menorah up, I say, oh, hell no. Put it up with pride. Shake, shake, shake your menorah. Put it up with pride. Mine's out. Tell, tell, tell Hamas. 
you can't run and hide. I'm not even Jewish. Show, show, show all the haters like AOC. I'm Catholic. You, you, you and the squad love the enemy. Similarities. My menorah has candles, more candles than I can handle. Circumcision. It's displayed on my table to show Hamas we're ready and able. You're out of line, Hamas. You're out of time, Hamas. Israel's win, your loss. You're going to pay a big cost. You're out of line. Don't believe you. Don't believe you. Hey, Sleepy Joe, don't believe you. Jim Gossett. Shake, shake, shake your menorah for the world to see. Hey. Israel, you're supporting. Unlike NBC. That's right. Light, light, light all the candles. <laughs> Let them shine brightly. Woo-hoo. Because soon a mass will be his story. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. Uh, Rabbi Mitch will be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. Oh, come on. I love this. Who is this, guys? One of my favorite Christmas songs ever. Come on. Run DMC, Christmas in Hollis. Thank you very much. Now, let me, let me give you a little trivia here. I'm going to do a little trivia here. Uh, what movie was that? Uh, what Christmas movie that some people don't think is a Christmas movie, but they're wrong, uh, was it in? And what was the scene? What was the scene? What was the scene? Christmas in Hollis. Uh, that would be Die Hard, which is a Christmas movie. And when uh, Bruce Willis was in the limousine with the, the limo driver, uh, they were driving to Nakatomi Tower, and that song was playing. Thank you very much. I know. I, I couldn't quote, uh, you know, the 13th Amendment, but I know that. I know that. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to remember his limo driver's name. Oh, I've got it. I got to think about it. Don't tell me. Uh, Rabbi Mitch in Baltimore, how are you, my friend? And a happy Hanukkah as well, by the way. I am doing awesome. I really want to thank you again for everything. A happy Hanukkah to you and your listeners. And I have some very, very worrisome news that I'd like what? to share with you. Okay. Uh, okay. So tonight, this evening, at 6.30 in front of Senator Van Hollen's office in Baltimore. Yeah. There's going to be a Hanukkah for ceasefire. There's a bunch of left, um, left-wing nuts, as we all like to call them, yes. who are going to be celebrating Hanukkah and at the same time hoping that Israel loses this war and stops it. Ridiculous. It is, it is ridiculous. And, and you know, Rabbi, what really, really hurts me about all this is so many of these just awful people are literally, they've done everything they can to erase the memory of the second Holocaust, which was October the 7th. It is so thoroughly disgusting. Right. And especially Hanukkah's the holiday of light, but it's the celebration of the rekindling of the lights in the temple after the Greek Syrians destroyed it. And I actually, uh, I go on a lot of different um, social media stuff, and today someone actually wrote me back, what are you talking about, the fake temple that never took place? 
Oh, dear God. And I, and, I, and I responded back to him, first of all, you've never been in Israel. Second of all, I remember very the ground and looking at the foundation of the original temple, yeah. along with my daughter and my mother, may she rest in peace, about yes, 20 sir. years ago. Um, it's just very sad that there's so many people who hate, and uh, we're happy that, that Israel is doing a good job. Um, they took a whole bunch of Hamas prisoners today, so they're starting to realize that um, they don't know which direction they should be going. Well, Rabbi, I'm going to tell you right now, my goal on this radio show uh, for the rest of this holiday season and ad, ad infinitum is to overwhelm the left with joy and light by the way, joy and light. And for these idiots who are showing up at this, where is this rally tonight, this uh, anti-Israel rally that's supposedly lighting the menorah? In front of Senator Van Halen's office at 1900 North Howard is sponsored by, uh, if not now. Oh, I'm surprised it's not sponsored by CARE, C-A-I-R, honestly. And Van Van Halen is a Van Moron, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he's always been a Van Moron. He's a Van Moron. That's what a Van Holland is. He always has been. He's a tool. Uh, And I'm sorry, I shouldn't speak that way in front of a man of the cloth. Uh, Is tool acceptable to describe, uh, you know, uh, you know? (laughs) Well, considering that I'm the man of the cloth in the 52 portly, um, it's it's good. I would have used um, a little bit stronger. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. All right. Hey, hey, Rabbi, what greeting would you uh, offer uh, other than Happy Hanukkah to uh, someone who wants to uh, wish someone the best at this seasonal time of the year? Uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, man. Well, I mean, is there a Jewish, uh, you know, uh, uh, expression oh. that you would recommend? Um. Well, this, uh, have a great Hanukkah, Chag Sameach, and remember when we light those little candles, it's to remember all the little miracles that up, add up to big ones. Very good. I, I think I heard some words that I know, Velech Sameach. I know that song, it's Hava Nagila. Uh, I'm not sure what it means, but I sang it in high school. <laughs> okay, well, you know, there you go. All right. All right, Rabbi, God bless you. Have a glorious uh, Hanukkah. And again, overwhelm the left with joy and light. By the way, the limo driver, Argyle. Ha! Yeah, it was Argyle. Woohoo! Let's take a break and come back for the last half hour of this year's radio program. Don't go anywhere. Rob Carson show starting to the, the Christmas spirit is starting to uh, happen for me I hope it is for you I uh, posted on social media we have this uh, Norfolk pine and uh, and I put it's so funny because you get these little uh, these little LED lights so you can put 200 lights on a house plant <laughs> and I think we're just going to use that as a Christmas tree this year I do I think we're just going to do that you know what it's perfectly fine Perfectly fine that we're doing that this year. I hope that you have a uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah. And tonight I will have to uh, turn on one of my little uh, lights on my menorah that's in the front window for the very first time. So there you go. Um, this is uh, John Kirby. John Kirby is, uh, he seems like almost a nice person, but he really isn't. He's just a, he's just a bureaucrat. He is just a, uh, 
political apparatchik. Here he is uh, being asked about uh, the, the remaining hostages in uh, Gaza. We've got eight Americans being held hostage, presumably being starved and tortured and kept in the dark. Uh, and uh, the U.S. State Department has no clue. Where are talks right now with regional partners to get another temporary pause? And what are the conditions that we know of right now of hostages that are remaining in that other American woman? Talks are still ongoing. Discussions are uh, happening literally every day. Uh, our team is in touch with our partners on this. I, I wish I had specific progress to speak to. I don't. Uh, well, why would we expect otherwise? Because you're clueless all the time. Uh, obviously, the... We're, we're not close to inking another deal on a humanitarian pause, um, and nor do I have any uh, news to break here today about... Okay, okay, great. Goodbye. See ya. We don't need to hear from you anymore. Oh, um, yeah. Republicans have blocked Biden's $110 billion aid for uh, Ukraine and Israel over border policy demands. They want the damn border sealed. And, and I'm done with it. I am done with it. I'm done with it. Uh, I think, and, and I got to tell you, if I was a uh, governor of a, a border state, uh, I would say I don't give a rat's behind what the federal government does. I'm sending my National Guard, and we're going to shut down the border. That's what I would do. And I have a funny feeling that you would not be challenged because the American people are really pissed about it. And we know that something is up. We know that the border is completely, deliberately open. We know that it is a threat to you and me. It is already killing people right now. And we're done with it. And we're done with it. And I want to see Alejandro Mayorkas taken away in the leg irons. I do. And if you've got a problem with it, and I know you don't, uh, then whatever. But this is Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham is, uh, listen to him. Lindsey doesn't get his heartbeat above like 70 very often, but apparently he did on this. America's being overrun, that we've lost control of our border. 33,000 people have come in the last three days. The FBI director told us he's been there all of his life. He's never seen threats at this level since October the 7th, the attack on Israel. The amount of uh, radical Islamic groups who want to attack America is at all-time high. Why is our federal government allowing them to come across undeterred? I feel like I'm in episode of 24, and the bomb is ticking, and we're not going to get there in time. So, President Biden, if you're watching this show, if you're awake... You better come up with a solution to a broken border before a bunch of people get killed. This is a national security disaster in the making. And yes, I did drop the F-bomb. I'm not going to do it tonight, but I've had it with trying to help other countries without first helping in your own country. Amen, bro. One thousand percent. Just done with it. In a blunt letter to Congress, Budget Director Shalanda Young wrote, we are out of money to support Ukraine in this fight. Well, too bad, so sad. This isn't a next-year problem. This time is right now to help Democratic Ukraine that canceled their elections because they have a dictator in charge fight against Russian aggression. Ron Johnson, senator, said, uh, member of the Senate Homeland Security, said, said it might uh, be time to call it quits on sending more aid. We have no idea what the Biden administration's end game is in Ukraine. I have nothing but sympathy for the Ukrainian people, nothing but contempt for Biden. But Biden is not going to lose. But Biden is not going to lose this war. They're going to get the resources. It's not a fair fight. That's uh, oh, that was John Katsimatis. Uh Ron Johnson said, "We have no idea." Whatever. It's a joke. It, it, it's amazing because Joe Biden is involved in Ukraine, in the Ukrainian gas company. 
uh, getting a prosecutor fired. I mean, what, really? Honestly, are we this stupid? Are we this stupid? Well, they think we are, but we're not. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. Speaker Mike Johnson says there will be no extra crash for Kiev without, or Kiev, uh, without border security. Reveals there will be a vote on advancing impeachment next week. Well, let's get on it. Because honestly, I'm kind of done with it. Kind of done with this man and done what this man is doing to the, the dang country. This is Alejandro Mayorkas. The, uh, I hope that he retires, and if he isn't in prison, he goes back to sitting as a gargoyle on the, uh, the, the Cathedral of Notre Dame, because that's what he looks like. Uh, here he is uh, trying to make you feel bad about wanting uh, your border sealed and all these terrorists, drug dealers, uh, military-age uh, men from China coming across the border. And, Mr. Secretary, to the point of needing Congress to act, what Senate Republicans are pushing for, really, right now is very similar to H.R. 2, which passed the House to Secure the Border Act. And just to name a couple of things in it, you know, restart construction on the border wall, increase the number of Border Patrol agents, limit asylum, narrow the president's parole powers. Why is that unpalatable to the administration? I would say two things. One, we've presented um, uh, proposals uh, that address the situation. Was this while you were doing the... uh uh, disinformation governance board and censoring American speech and paying millions of dollars and in infiltrating social media to cut off conservatives, defund conservatives, even persecute conservatives. Was that when you when you did that? Provide real practical solutions and also uh, do not do violence to our fundamental values. We are a con- you are doing violence to our fundamental values how dare you try to shame us for wanting to protect our country provide real practical solutions and also uh, do not do violence to our fundamental values we are a country of refuge we do have asylum no, we're laws not. we do no, have we're not. refugee laws we no um, we're not we abide by our international obligations that are long standing and so that is my We are not obliged to allow people to flow freely across our border there is no country in the world that allows that response to that some of the uh, proposals are reasonable and worthy of discussion. Others are frankly not. Yeah, and you know what? You're unreasonable, and you need to go to jail. That's the retribution I want. And I'm not kidding. I want to see him go to jail. Vivek Ramaswamy claimed that the uh, precursor drugs used to make fentanyl are coming from labs in Wuhan, China. Wuhan is one of China's top chemical-producing cities and for years dominated uh, fentanyl manufacturing. It has since evolved into the home of the top suppliers of fentanyl precursor ingredients. Ramaswamy noticed Wuhan's status as the home of several chemical corporations linked to the production of fentanyl, and in particular accused of selling precursor drugs to Mexican cartels that then produce the fentanyl and ship it to the United States. In Wuhan, China, kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? This is Ramaswamy. Uh, A lot of these precursor uh, materials coming from the labs in Wuhan, China, of all places, drug materials that then go to Mexico, drug cartels, where they're pumped across the southern border like a modern opium war. Do you know somebody who died? Do you know a family whose young son or daughter died? Do you have a brother or sister who died because maybe they went online to get a Xanax, and it was poisoned with fentanyl, fentanyl made to look like prescription meds. 
When this started happening, I said it was murder. It is murder. When you disguise drugs as prescription medications and unwitting, unknowing people get them and die, that is murder. That is murder. San Francisco on track for the deadliest year on record for drug overdoses. Almost 700 people dying in the first nine months of the year. They're people. Some may be drug addicted, but they're people. Some just got the meds accidentally and died and ended their lives prematurely because most of these people are 18 to 40 years old. More than uh, uh, all of 2020 and 40% of the fatalities are caused by fentanyl. And Joe Biden is not doing a damn thing about it. It should tell you everything you need to know about this awful, corrupt, wretched human being who has gotten millions of dollars from communist China. And his presidency is the quid pro quo. You can quote me on that. I came up with that. Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo. So far this year, 572 of the deaths, 80% have been caused by fentanyl. As the city tries to raft of policies to end the deaths, as experts say, clearly the city has not done enough. Here's what I'd do if I was the president. I would uh, send in special forces, paint targets, blow up manufacturing facilities, blow up the mansions of these, uh, these uh, drug lords down there, and any government buildings who are involved as well. And I would also cease all trade and travel with Mexico until the border was sealed. It's time for Mexico to stop being the sucker fish on the great white shark of America. It is abusive. They are not our friend. The man in power in Mexico is not our friend. The, the Mexican cartels need to be destroyed. You tell us our military with some drone strikes, some airstrikes, some painted targets couldn't wipe it out in days. Oh, hell yeah. Rain fire on them. End it. End it. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be the way. This way. The reason why it is this way is because of the choice of people in Washington, D.C. Then there's this. U.S. drug shortages hit record high, and lawmakers warn they could mean life or death for millions of patients. Listen to this. One notable medicine in short supply is the antibiotic amoxicillin used to treat bacterial infections, including the bacterial infection partly driving the so-called white lung outbreak in Ohio and China. So already amoxicillin is in short supply. You know where you can get it? In your emergency medical kit from TWC Health, from the wellness company. From the wellness company, Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the most censored physicians in world history by our government. Came up with this company, and I, I'm seeing other companies pop up out there. None of them are like the wellness company. The wellness company will give you the emergency supplies that you need, whether it's Z-Pack, amoxicillin, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. You go online to TWC Health or TWC.health slash Carson. You're going to get uh, uh, some questions and a questionnaire. You can get a, a physician to, uh, to advise you, and you can get your emergency medical kit. So when you go to CVS or whatever and they're out of it, you already have it. So what I would do, if you would today, go to twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson, and you are going to get 10% off. Again, it's the wellness company, twchealth.twc.health slash Carson. Do that today. you got a lot of things on your list, all right? You're buying gifts from people. Do this for your family. 
twc.health slash Carson. Now, this is kind of interesting. A bombshell report reveals all Biden federal officers less than 50% occupied. At HUD, only 7% after abuse of telework policies resulted in billions of taxpayer dollars wasted. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Billions of dollars, according to the GAO, Government Accountability Office, which, by the way, is never hold, held accountable. Why did we even have this department? Memo to Senator Joni Ernst obtained by the Daily Mail. Not a single federal agency has over half of its workforce in the office. Department of Agriculture, 11%. Commerce, 36%. Defense, 25%. Department of Education, 17%. Department of Health and Human Services, 19%. Homeland Security, 31%. Showing up for work. Veterans Affairs, 14%. GA, uh, GSA, 11%. Social Security, 7%. 7% of the people who work for Social Security are showing up for work. And what's it doing to Social Security? What is it, what is it doing to Social Security? Let me find this, uh, this soundbite about Social Security. Hold on one second. Yeah, here it is. What's going on with the Social Security Department? We also found out that 160 illegals were moved above our vet, in front of our veterans last year. This last year, they moved illegals ahead of 160,000 of our veterans in the VA because the VA covers the costs of illegals' medis- medical care. Listen to this. Good morning again. Um, for the first time in history, more than one million people are waiting on Social Security Administration to process their initial disability claim. Let me say that again. That's one million people are now waiting. On average, claims are taking 220 days to be decided. That's more than 100 days longer than it was in 2019 and more than 150 days longer than the Social Security Administration what it defines um, as a minimum level of performance. The real world, the real world consequences for these individuals um, who are unable to, to work and wait for their disability. Yeah, there you go. 7% showing up for work in Social Security and they want more of your money. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Vince Garaldi. Vince Garaldi Trio. That's the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. So uh, there is a Supreme Court battle that could rewrite the U.S. tax code. Case over a couple's $15,000 IRS bill threatens to jeopardize Biden's billionaire tax plan as former GOP Speaker Paul Ryan slams the unconstitutional case. Uh, You had me at Paul Ryan. If Paul Ryan thinks it's bad, I think it's good. Supreme Court battle of Washington's couple $15,000 IRS bill is uh, threatening to rewrite tax code. Well, finally, finally. So uh, apparently they, the, uh, the Moore family had invested $40,000 into Kizencraft, an Indian company that supplies tools and equipment, which earned them a 13% stake in the common shares. But the couple argue their profits were never realized as the money was reinvested. They claim they cannot be taxed on unrealized gains, and they can't. They shouldn't. So they're saying that this could completely cause the tax code to be written, rewritten, and I've been waiting my entire life for this tax code to be blown up and start it over again. They are backed by conservative political groups and business interests, including the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. 
Paul Ryan, who was Speaker of the House, uh, when the tax law was signed into Congress, said a lot of the tax code would be un- unconstitutional if that thing prevailed. Amen. Amen. I've been saying it's unconstitutional ever since. And honestly, Paul Ryan, for God's sake, just fade into oblivion. Just fade into oblivion. Oh, 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 Jim Gossett did a new parody today about Chicago. About Chicago. Uh, because, uh, you know, they've got the big uh, Democrat convention coming up next year, and they brought in all these illegals, and a lot of people in Chicago, mainly people of color, are going, what's going on? You, you, you wreck in the city, the schools are crap, crime is through the ceiling, and you're, and you're, and you're building, like, shelters for, for illegals? So Jim came up with this. It's kind of a, the dark side of Christmas, you know, because of, uh, you know, crime and stuff. Chicago's way too violent. The mayor's silent, it's true. Yep. Brandon Johnson. It's lovely weather for a hearse ride together with you. Let's go, Brandon. Chicago hopes Brandon Johnson would move to Wisconsin real soon. Oh, Wisconsin doesn't want that. Chicago is unlawful, and he is an awful buffoon. Yes, he is. Brandon, let it because he's been napping on crime. Know what he's been doing. The murder rate keeps rising because he won't get off the dime. <laughs> you know the Windy City isn't pretty no more. Ooh, nice rhyme. I thought of something else. Let's hope that they stop shooting when they're through looting the store. The Windy City was never my desire to dodge gunfire. It's true. Hey, Oh, it's lovely weather for us ride together with you. There you go, Jim Gossett in Chicago with you. By the way, if you want to check out the podcast, just go to uh, newsmax.com slash listen. It'll be up in a couple hours. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show tonight at sundown. Hanukkah begins. Uh, God bless uh, Israel. God bless America. Merry Christmas to you guys. And tomorrow's Friday. Yay. In the meantime, don't catch the stupid, and I'll see you guys then. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.